0: Hello David. here, welcome to Cat Pick Friday's episode uh, 3 of season 2. I think, I still suck at math with this thing, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that, that one. Once again, I'm joined by Rich, also known as Richard Morgan, or the other way around. One of those. Hello!
1: Hello, good day. Definitely not known as Morgan Richard, but the others work.
0: Are you known as Richard of the Clan Morgan or something like, something cool from a movie? Yes, type of if, thing? You,
1: if you have no further questions on that, then yes, I am. <laughs> Interestingly, my mother, whose name I didn't take, of course, because my mother married my father and took the name Morgan, my mother was from, or is from, the Scottish Graham clan. So oh. I technically am part of a Celtic clan. So there you go. Be very afraid. Nice. Because if we were to ever go to battle in a medieval way, I would be a fearsome behemoth to behold. Possibly.
0: You're talking to a half half Russian, though, so I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's going to be an even battle, especially if there's bears involved or something like that.
1: Good point. If we were to have to fight, <laughs> that would be epic. But we're never going to do true. that. That's true. That's true as well. Maybe if this video were to get 10,000 likes, mm. we would we would <laughs> consider maybe one day possibly fighting. Maybe.
0: That's a very strong maybe, perhaps.
1: Yeah. Something like that. I think I've gone quite nice and high with the likes numbers. We, we should be okay.
0: That's true. But you never know. This episode is going to bite us in the butt in a couple of years. All of a sudden that's actually
1: knows. my number one fighting technique as well, so be very afraid actually it's not
0: <laughs> we should talk about Don't give away plans. all of your secrets <laughs> just yet <laughs> yeah' I'm
1: gonna have to find a new battle technique that doesn't involve the teeth
0: <laughs> you know, I guess anyway uh thank you so much for watching and listening, liking subscribing all of the things. Uh, As always, we're uh, available both on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I think you can listen to the show on Podbean app as well. And yeah, we're going to dive into a bunch of fun topics like, for example, me losing the show notes. There they are. There's some Harley Benton guitars that we missed in the previous episode. Dream Theater has a new single called The Alien or just Alien, one of those and John Mayer is a gift that keeps on giving <laughs> We're going to dive into something he done recently and we are also going to talk about the Gibson Murphy Lab uh, guitars and more specifically there was a pretty in-depth review on the Guitar World website and we both found it an interesting read so yeah we're going to dive into all of those things but before that I got some new gear and we are going to dive into that thing in the segment we all know and love called Recent Happenings. Hey, look, I'm starting to get the hang of (laughs) these transitions. (laughs) Well done, me. Very smooth. Very, very smooth. Let's bring that thing back and also have this one. I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, the new base that I think was still on the way last week, yeah, because I think it arrived at like Friday afternoon, and by that time the previous episode was shut already. It's here. Mm-hmm. Let me get it. Just a sec. I don't know if that was a, literally a second, but but it was pretty cool, pretty close to that one. And for those on YouTube, whoop, that is the wrong window. No. Look at me knowing how to use things. Uh, there you go. Let's do it this way. And nope. I still don't know how to use three matte thing. Yeah, this is the base. I'm covering the microphone, by the way. Sorry about that. This is a Sterling Stingray in nice, this kind of matte sunburst finish. I'm not sure about this. Just a single bridge humbuck. It looks lovely. It looks really good. This is like a nice satin finish, and I specifically wanted this one. This is a... It's probably not a roasted maple neck, but a maple neck. Four strings, by the way, and nice Music Man style tuners. Uh, This thing is about 300 euros new, and really? Boy, oh boy. So cheap. Yeah. it's For the money, it's Pretty damn impressive so far. I like, actually recorded one song yesterday with it. And uh, it has some like rough feeling strings because I <laughs> haven't been playing bass quite that much lately. And like, the skin on my fingertips kind of wore out and my fingers were hurting the whole evening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have to swap str- strings on these. But like, fret ends up very decently finished. It was actually pretty well set up and intonated as well. And unlike with... Uh, some other... Like, when I get a Harley Bentley that are shipped... I've mentioned this before... You can see... On my Thoman account that... Every product goes through... Like a product specialist... So maybe they check those... And set them up and stuff like that... This didn't... This shipped mm-hmm. like right away... And it's still good... The battery... Was still good to go... And... The controls feel pretty solid... And... For the money... I'm actually really really impressed and it's exactly the kind of sound i was going for like this a little bit there's like a funky element to it but it's still like thick and good for like rock stuff and things like that as well and obviously you can like thin it out a bit too if you want to and you can really really do do the slap thing with this one if i would know how to slap yeah it slaps good if one day i'm going to learn that thing uh, the only minus like minus point I found so far is that there's a dent on the neck and you can feel it and you can see it in close-up shots which I can provide you right now but it's not that major that I would feel the need to return this because for 300 euros you can expect something to be a bit off and I would much rather have a small dent in the neck that doesn't really affect my playing at all compared to the fact that i would for example have to file the fret ends right away or something like that that's way more labor intensive and yeah so far so good impressed with this thing yeah it looks beautiful
1: like i said and the neck itself is actually it's maple right maple fingerboard satin maple back of the neck as well and the dent that you mentioned is that like up near the the 12th fret kind of on the the top side of the neck so near the yeah, it's around where the E fret or so.
0: Be. Yeah, it's around like ninth fret or so. So for those yeah. watching on YouTube, it's like over there. So it's really okay. not in the way. Yeah, in any sense. Otherwise, like the matte finish is really cool and yeah. Oh, and I got a pedal as well, but I'm too lazy to detach it from my pedal board. But I got myself a Digitech Drop. That was like an impulse buy. But I have I to have that. blame our great pedal. You have that,
1: yeah. Nice. It's the red one, right? Yeah, that, Where you can kind. Of, you have the yeah. one knob, and you just go down in increments. Yeah, that's the one I have. Yes. That is a great pedal. Super fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was I? I was reminded of that pedal's existent when we had Perry from Pendulum on our show, and he mentioned that yeah. he's using that pedal live. I was like, man, I kind of gotta get it, and yeah. It was, what, 90 euros on Thoman. So I just, like, Impulse bought that while shopping for this one. So, yeah. I've tried it a little bit. It's super, super fun. Like, uh I recently sold my baritone guitar as well. And if I ever want to do, like, slightly, like, lower-tuned chugga-chugga things, I can just put a guitar into, like, drop D or something and then, like, go and... Uh, semi-tone or like a full step down with the drop and in the mix i don't think you would distinguish whether it's been dropped with the drop or not so yeah yeah really cool additions to my pedal board slash recording rig so i'm excited this is going to become my number one bass pretty much right away and that plus you can also use the the drop
1: pedal you can also use the drop pedal to down tune the bass should you ever need to go down i don't know to a low b or whatever because you used to play a five string bass didn't you
0: and now you've gone with a four string yes and yeah that that was actually one of the ideas as well with the drop because i've tried it with the bass as well and it works just fine that way as well because i really like really need the fifth string thing and the harley bent and bass I've played over the past few years like it's so so chunky and so so heavy that I just, I couldn't it broke my back a little bit when playing live and especially like it breaks my hands trying to reach those frets, it just felt uncomfortable, like we did like, a bass comparison a few weeks ago with a couple of friends and they bought their bases, and the Harley Benton yeah. was the e- easily like the most uncomfortable one to play out of those, so I was like nope Time to move on. Still think it's a great base for money, but it just didn't fit my average size hands. I don't know. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. No,
1: I can imagine. it. It's <clears> also, I'm very positively surprised at the price of the Sterling because when you said 300 euros, yeah. that's, you know, that's, around Harley Benton price. I mean, there are some cheaper ones, but for the higher-end Harley Benton basses, similar sort of a price. That's also cheaper than, like, a Squire Classic Vibe or something. You know, those would be yeah, 350 maybe 380 €400. Euros. So that's
0: really, really well-priced. €300. Euros. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, and it's like... Uh, uh, feels like Sterling is also, like, going up. Quality-wise, I've had a Sterling Petrucci guitar... Ten years ago, maybe, roughly ten years ago, I think, because the photos I have are from of that guitar are from our first apartment. we moved in together with my wife, and so it ha- yeah, it has to be like nine, ten years ago, so yeah, so the quality of this one feels much higher and obviously like budget friendly instruments have gone up in quality quite a lot and if we actually dive, oh actually let's use this as a segment to the next thing which is actually Harley Benton guitars because uh, this is also something we missed they put out some cool explorer style guitars on the market and to me, they go very heavily for this kind of ESP version. So not like Gibson Explorer as much as... This looks more like the Hetfield ESP signature guitar. Uh, yeah, it gives me more of a metal vibe that, for sure. Yeah. And what's also interesting is like they're actually kind of offering two tiers of this guitar. So there's a EMG loaded version, which is obviously more expensive. And then there's... Uh, I'm guessing they're Harley Benton's own Roosevelt pickups, or at least, like, more budget-friendly pickups. And I think that drops the price by, like, 100 and something euros if you don't get the EMGs. So, if you don't actually want to have the EMGs, you might actually opt out or, like, go for the cheaper one. And if you want to upgrade the pickups later, you kind of save the money for those. You can obviously also sell the EMGs, but... I think this look cool. Yeah, I think it's it's a great idea. I mean, it it is a
1: much more kind of modern version of a a Gibson Explorer. Of course, they couldn't go for the exact Gibson Explorer body shape, because as we all know, Gibson will come for you if you do anything like that. But they've gone with something (laughs) which... I think if you're playing Thrash, or if you're playing any kind of metal, modern metal, or... Not quite so modern. These are gonna be right up people's street. They look really sleek. They look they kind of look like they're worth a lot more money than they actually cost. Do you have the prices on yeah. the on the page that you're looking at?
0: Uh just a second. Uh, around four hundred dollars with the EMGs and the Roswell loaded are two ninety eight dollars. Yeah, so uh prices vary a little That's... bit depending where you live. But yeah, sure. Um, We're going to put a link affordable. to Thomas. Yeah,
1: and four yeah, beautiful understand. finish options. Yep, that's we've got. As well. Do we have the names for the colors? I mean, the one that jumps out at me is the Benton <sighs> Blue, which is kind yeah, of Benton like a, a sky blue sort of a color. It's it's a very vibrant looking ah. color. There's a, a a black one. There is a, a whitish one, vintage white, and there is vintage white. Yep, the modern black is and is shell pink shell pink, which Uh, in that image you're showing us right now looks like dirty
0: white again. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm sure it'll be slightly shellier in the flesh. If you're the photographer for Holly Benton who takes the pictures, this isn't the first time shell pink doesn't look like shell pink. Go up to the top of the page. I mean, it's Uh, it's a a bit bit more pinkish here. But But that's surely the same picture. Yeah i don't know why is it? just photoshop it to <laughs> make a bit more pink i don't know why they always come out <laughs> white it's weird
1: i know i don't know but they look like great guitars though have you ever played an explorer type
0: yeah i was actually one of uh, wanted to mention like with explorer uh it, for me it feels really uncomfortable to play sitting on your lap but when you put like a strap mm. and you stand you like the only pose you can do with that is like you you kind of spread your legs a little bit and I, like do the head field pose right away. Like somehow it like <laughs> sits in a way where like I don't think you can like stand fully like straightened up with that one. You just have to do like the heavy metal kind of sli- slightly hunched back type of thing right away. Just like calls for that or something like that. I love how it feels <laughs> to play that way. Yeah. And I think the one I, I played was like one, a, maybe like down. a Gibson Explorer.
1: Yeah. Again, I've tried standing up. I've never tried sitting down because it just felt like it would be a non-starter. I've tried a V, sat down, and that kind of works if you sort of put it in between your legs. Much more fun standing up. But the one thing I remember most (laughs) about playing an Explorer is uh, my friend and musical colleague back in the day, Dan, he had an Epiphone Explorer in black, the Corina version. It was an absolutely beautiful guitar, but they're actually huge like physically mm. gigantic guitars, and I'm talking about the bodies, specifically kind of, I don't know which part you would describe it as, the big pointy bit at the back, you know, where the arm kind of <laughs> <Tail>. rests on. <laughs> I and whenever you would turn yeah. round when standing up playing one of those Explorers, you'd smack into a cymbal stand or a mic stand <laughs> or into the face <laughs> of your singer, and it's really, it was not very practical for me to play whatsoever. A very nice guitar indeed, the Epiphone Explorer, sure. but yeah. A death trap and this one is even pointier than the epiphone or the yeah. gibson models so you, you could take someone's eye out with that thing but i'm sure they're fantastic guitars for the money
0: yeah you can't put that on any any stand either like like floor stand you basically have to wall mount it
1: yeah or you have to get one of those stands that kind of just grabs the guitar like at the top of the neck under the headstock and it just floats in midair. but i'm never too happy with those yeah these are not practical guitars yeah.
0: but i think they're not supposed to be are they yeah but my guess is like for the money you're getting a lot maybe not like a perfect guitar as with any budget friendly guitar but based on what i've tried from holly lately like even though you might not always get like a fully like this is over something let's put it that way with those but they're yeah. just killer killer mod platforms as well so
1: yeah exactly And and if you're like a, a younger player or just looking for kind of if you're an experienced player and you've never had an explorer for example and you just want to get one of these as a kind of a taster into that world of guitar just to see how it feels if you like the body shape if you like the way it performs there's probably no better way to do it than this because i don't think you could probably find a At least where I live in Germany, you probably couldn't even find a used Epiphone for the price of one of these new Harley Benton models. Yeah. So, in that sense, they're a total no brainer. I would get
0: the Benton blue one, of course. Of course. I don't know. I've kind of torn between the shell pink and the vintage one, dirty white, as you call it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should call up your
1: colleague at harley benton your your friend benny and i think you should order the shell pink one and then when you get it in person we can actually see what color it is so that would kill true. two birds with one stone because that's true i really like shell pink and that doesn't look like shell pink to me
0: yeah true but the, I, again the, we looked at the dollar hand guitars a few weeks ago and like those photos also didn't look like shell, shell that was They're the same
1: wasn't white. it yeah it was a yeah. it was like an anemic shell pink
0: <laughs> this is how shell pink looks like if you put it in the sun for four weeks <laughs> That's yeah exactly it yeah like. <laughs> just burns out all right moving on to the next topic dream theater one of my especially like teenage late teens early 20s favorite band like John Petrucci and the whole band is one of my biggest influences. They put out a new single called The Alien. And I don't know whether you, like, what's your level of dream theater love, I guess, or hate? Or what's your relationship with the band? Let's start with you first. I,
1: ha- I have no relationship with the band. Um, <laughs> for, for some reason, you know, I, I don't like them. I don't dislike them. I maybe it's one of my weaknesses i just don't have them on my radar at all you know and i haven't heard this song either unfortunately it's nine and a half minutes long and as i was preparing for this episode, the time? I was like, that's <laughs> that's nine and a half minutes i probably won't get back and i need to do something else instead so unfortunately i haven't heard the track but Yeah, Dream Theater for me, the bits that I have heard, they're amazing musicians. They're all masters of their instruments, you know, from vocals to guitars, bass, drums, etc, etc. Some of the songs are good, but I feel like, you know, when we had Trey Xavier on our channel and we talked about songwriting and we talked about metal and progressive metal and riff salads, just kind of long <laughs> songs that kind of meander between different parts. They don't really follow a kind of a, an informal structure, like a popular song structure at all. I feel like a lot of the Dream Theater stuff that I've heard falls into that category. And I have nothing against that personally, but it takes a bit more kind of concentration and effort and time to get into it, and I've never invested that time.
0: Does yeah, that make sense? Definitely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know I, if you I, agree with
1: that. I mean, you're a huge fan of theirs, aren't you? And a huge fan of Petrucci. So you've obviously taken that yeah. time and invested and grown to love them.
0: Yeah, but also, like, for me, it happened at the time. I think I was 17 or 18 when I heard Dream Theater for the first time. And it was live at Budokan DVD that I borrowed. for. Actually, I saw that at my friend's place. I was like, whoa, what is that? Who? Why is he able to play like that? type of thing and like kind of moved on from there and yeah for me this single was like I don't know if you're familiar but they had like this band has been like fairly drummer free for most of their career but I think the biggest thing was that their drummer Mike Portnoy who was also like one of the two producers of the band kind of left the band it's over 10 years ago already I think and they got a new guy who's also an amazing drummer. But I haven't really enjoyed the albums they put out since that change. Like, I feel something changed with that band and not for good. And this was, like, the first song I've heard in the New Dream Theater era or something like that, where I actually kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of the same as what they've been doing for the past 20 years or so. and it was still pretty nice like
1: well you know I I don't expect ACDC did the same album 40 years in a row and it still works that's true if it ain't broke don't fix Uh, it so so you find this to be a a return to form for the band in a way
0: Uh, a little bit and also like I think like the more I'll be getting into more like more in drumming into drumming lately and Mm. this kind of uh, well, let's put it, Mike Portner was like a real, like laid back, more like a rock drummer that knew how to play prog type of stuff. Mancini is completely opposite, opposite. He's like a Berklee teacher who has spent countless and countless of hours developing his technique and being like incredibly on time. And it like, it didn't feel right when like you switch those kind of drummers uh, during their career. Like it always felt like he was playing like too perfectly and didn't like it didn't groove the same way for whatever reason this song actually kind of grooves it feels more laid back and i enjoyed that interesting
1: well i'm definitely going to give it a listen after this i have a couple of long car drives a couple of long journeys coming up over the next week and i will definitely add it to a a playlist of stuff to try as i always do and and give it a go and see how it works as
0: i'm Zooming up the Autobahn. <laughs> I also probably need to create you like a uh, some sort of like a dream theater boot camp type of playlist. So you can actually like, if, if you actually want to dive into those, I might try to find you a few different kind of songs to kind of show the, the range of stuff they do.
1: So, that would definitely be a good idea. If you're interested. Um,
0: you, you could, yeah, I would be.
1: And you could start with maybe the not too complex stuff. I don't have a problem with complicated musical works or artists, you know, I mean, one of my favorite artists of all time is Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band, and they are Mm. super complex, and you have to be highly concentrated to understand and listen to and enjoy the music, so it's not like I don't have the attention span or anything to listen to Dream Theater, I've just never got into the right bits, maybe, so if you were to make me a playlist that I could start with and kind of ease into it, that would be... That would be pretty fun i think so please go ahead and i yeah, look forward to starting absolutely. my dream theater journey
0: awesome man! in, in a week or two we'll we will come back to this and ask rich how was it so <laughs> that should be actually i'm actually looking forward to that so yeah uh moving on to a gift as i mentioned a gift that keeps on giving john Mayer. just yes the constant I think presence like percentage our, like getting sure. close to like 30 percent of our episodes are about john mayer something like that
1: <laughs> well i mean the man is a gift and he's he's just so yes. busy he's doing so much and again he's back yeah. in the news and he's done something very groundbreaking and incredible that we'd <laughs> like to talk about briefly
0: Yes, we are of course talking about the musicradar.com article which is titled uh, John Mayer proves tone is in the hands with an Epiphone guitar and a Roland amp. And this is someone's like phone footage uh, released a few days ago. John is playing with this uh, like a youth band and they're playing Gravity. I don't know, seems like a house party or pool party or whatever the occasion is and it's really cool Like he doesn't have his own gear with him but he's playing like a some sort of Les Paul type of guitar like a Roland amp and the kids that are playing with him are actually pretty damn good and um, can I say something negative about this article right away (laughs) please do because it kind of annoys me that this like the title is to take took from this article like John Mayer proves the zone is in the hands instead of like look at John Mayer like taking the time going play with these kids giving them an experience of a lifetime and also like being super nice to the kid playing a second guitar giving him like a proper solo spot and then giving the piano player a proper solo spot and like being like a really nice guy not, not like douchebaggy rock star and like that and this is what they take from the article the tone is in the hands
1: that's a really interesting <laughs> way over. to look at it because i saw the original video on instagram i would have seen it and it was posted by the guy who owns this music school where it takes place it's a music school mm. in los angeles and i guess the the guy just knows john mayer personally They have a personal relationship and he invited him to be there for this kind of open air sort of performance concert thing, just a small level thing. And John Mayer actually showed up. He played the Epiphone and he played the Roland, of course, but he jammed with those music students. They must be teenagers, maybe between the Mm. ages of 13 and 16 or 17. They're all really good musicians. As they say, they all perform really well. And John Mayer gives them all the chance to do their own thing too. You know, you might expect a guitar hero to show up and just shred and just kind of melt everyone's faces. But they play a song together and he encourages the others. And I think it's just... a, It was almost a private thing from him, you know? I don't think... I'm not sure, but I don't think there were any posts from him on his page saying, look how cool I am. Look at me doing this. He was just there and he made the musical careers of these kids, you know? That's something they'll remember Mm. for a very long time, probably forever. And I don't think John Mayer did that with the intention of people then saying wow john mayer proves that it's all about the player you know it is the tone is in his fingers he's an incredible musician but yeah i guess music radar twisted it round a little bit here i mean they needed a good headline didn't they but i mean wouldn't I it guess, have also been a so. good headline to say john mayer joins kids for impromptu jam session john mayer is super bad. cool guy i don't know <laughs> i'd watch that too you know, and if I just yeah. saw the headline and it said that, I would rather click on that than just a headline saying he proves Tony's in the hands by playing an Epiphone.
0: Yeah. And also, like, know. something we've learned from someone we actually know, like Phil X, for example, who loves playing like single pickup guitars. You can make them sound like... The article said that he oh, b- makes the Epiphone sound like Strat, almost like... You kinda can do a lot of that kind of stuff. I think the guitar is playing is like two humbucker one, so I'd probably go for like a middle pickup position and like pick pretty closely to the bridge, for example, to get like more trebly glassy sound. And looks like he's also playing a lot with his fingers as well, like you can you can do that. It's not <laughs> I don't know if that's worth an article instead like or like I don't know. It just annoys me that this is the angle they took.
1: This is the angle. Yeah. But hey, yeah. is it worth an article? Is it worth a mention on the Cat Pick Friday show? <laughs> it's John Mayer, so absolutely. Yeah, indeed. I do have exactly. one more question for you about this clip. Anybody who's just yep. listening to this podcast, search out the clip of John Mayer, because I want to know what he's standing in front of. Is that like a swimming pool? Or is that like it looks some like. stairs that look like a swimming pool? I'd really like to just see someone kind of jump into that blue area and <laughs> see if it has got water in it or not. It's a very bizarre
0: looking video. It it's yeah, that's true. It, oh wait, just just it is was a pool. It? Yeah. If so, they're Let's all standing pool, like,
1: dangerously close to a pool while playing electric. Yeah, like the in instruments.
0: Drop a microphone or something there, and it becomes dangerous. By right away. way.
1: Yeah. Great mm. video though, and I would but, say you know if you, if you like. John Mayer and if you like to see people jamming the, the kids playing from the music school are all really really good John Mayer's there yeah. as well so go and watch the video it's a really nice sort of intimate
0: performance really really good yeah video. that's that's really cool and like I think he's doing this kind of stuff fairly often like I think he's a Berkeley student himself and I've yeah. seen like some like workshops he's done there as well like how he visualizes chords and like I think he mentions things like he I think he thought in that lesson that he kind of sees chords more as like different colors to paint with so sometimes he's like very limited and wants to like just use those two, and sometimes he wants to have a bunch of colors and just throws a bunch of chords around to see what works I just clicked something oh I get a acoustic sonic ad here in the middle but yeah Yep, <laughs> like I have a feeling he's doing this more pretty often actually, and this is really cool. Like I don't think he minds this video kind of being leaked, if you will. But also, like I like that it wasn't him who posted that.
1: That would actually be another interesting angle for the um, for the journalists to go down, because I think a lot of yeah. you know more well-known people, celebrities, if you will, do do this kind of thing you know, a lot of sports people, a lot of football players, a lot of basketball players, they do immense amounts of charity work and they do work with disadvantaged Mm. people, poor people, people in need effectively, and young people as well. And I think a lot of it is not reported. And I wonder if John Mayer would like to see this thing in the press more, or if it is just him doing it out of the goodness of his heart and yeah, perhaps we can get him on the line and ask him what he thinks and also ask him for his opinion That's on Epiphone, Les Pauls, and Roland Amps.
0: <laughs> that would make another good headline. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah, but I don't know. This, this was cool. Just the kid that does the solo, like, you can tell, like, jo- John t- says him, Hey, you, you take the solo. And, like, for the first few notes, you can hear that he's a bit nervous, and when he kind of nails a few first notes uh, and sounds good, then he's off and just soloing beautifully yeah. from that on, that point on. And same goes for the piano player. He, he is into it right away. That's just so, so cool. I wish I had that kind of confidence. And yeah, maybe they were jamming for quite a while before this happened, so... Maybe they were like fairly relaxed already. I don't know, but yeah, I, don't, I I found this clip pretty inspiring. I'm going to throw links in the description of the show so you can check it out. Yeah, really yeah cool. that would be the weekend and watch if if we were doing that. If we were doing that, uh, I don't have the intro for that cute. So just watch it, as they say in the <laughs> weekend watch. <laughs> Watch it. It's not like you have anything else to do. All right, moving on. Gibson Murphy Lab article on guitarist.com. For those who don't know, uh, Murphy Lab is this. This is a fairly new project from Gibson. I think where they basically build custom shop instruments and then send them to the Murphy Lab. If you will, what what's the guy's full name? Some, something Murphy. What's his na- Paul Murphy, name? Paul Murphy, I believe. Uh, yeah. Basically, Paul Murphy and a small team, they take those guitars and then just do crazy aging or very subtle and as realistic as possible aging for those guitars. Uh, mm. Those guitars are not cheap. And in this article, they review a Les Paul Jr., a Les Paul 59., and a 335 as well, and they are also like uh, you yep. know aged um, various amounts. So the 335 is just slightly, slightly aged. Uh, the Les Paul is like medium aged, I think, and the Les Paul Junior is like heavily relict. And yeah, this is an interesting read. What are your takes after like going through this review? The very first thing that I
1: noticed when reading the review was that at the very top of it, you can see that the guitars are given a mark of 4.5 stars out of 5. And I know Guitarist Magazine pretty well, and I know that that would count as a Guitarist Choice Award for these guitars, so they're effectively receiving the Guitarist Magazine kind of recognition, certification of being you know, some of the best gear that you can get. But then at the top, you have a little hour verdict section, and you have plus points and minus points. And straight away, I can see that there are many more minus points than there are plus points for yeah. these guitars. <laughs> and, you know, as I said, yep. I know Guitarist Magazine pretty well. I've worked with a lot of the team over the years as part of my job mm. as well. And I know how they do things. And it's very rare to see so many negative points in a review, let alone one for such an expensive set of instruments and for one which is getting a 4.5 star rating. So that's kind of fascinating. Like you said, these Mm. are hugely expensive instruments. They're above Gibson custom shop prices. You know, some of them cost more than 10,000. I think some of them are closer to 20 at the very highest price points. So this is ridiculous amounts of money for a guitar and the murphy labs idea just for me it raises more questions than it gives answers and i guess the first question i would have is who are these guitars actually for
0: yeah Uh, there has to be a market for these like the les paul 59 is uh fifth uh, ten thousand five hundred dollars, or like a bit like nine thousand two hundred pounds. And then the Les Paul Junior is uh, six sixty $6, three hundred dollars, and the three three five is actually interestingly more expensive. So it's fifth, or like, but it's actually cheaper. So it's like fifty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah. So and with, with all those average. prices?
1: Yeah. No, not at all. And with all those prices, you also have the option to customize further, so to get different kind of levels of relicking done, and that costs a lot more. And some of the relicking jobs will cost you an extra three, four, five thousand. So very pricey indeed. I wonder yeah. again, like who these guitars are for, and I'm thinking collectors.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine any
1: kind of active musician would want to go and take these out on the road or anything. I would hope that no one is going to be trying to buy these and pass them off as genuine vintage instruments. Hmm. And indeed, you can buy many of the vintage instruments for not much more than these prices of new ones. I mean, you won't get a 59 Les Paul for anything like 10,000, but the others, the 335, the Les Paul Juniors, you will, you absolutely will. And of course, these Mm. are new models, so they will have, you know, very good electrics still. The frets will be brand new. You know, you won't have tiny little vintage frets. You won't have crackly pots or anything like that. It is a new guitar. But you won't Mm. have that mojo. I think we're both going to have to try out these Murphy Labs guitars and see how they feel, but I'm sure that they won't give you that experience of playing a genuine old guitar that's been there and done that, you know? Maybe Mm. we should go through the The plus and negative points from the review, and just talk about those briefly.
0: Yeah, I mean the article says that like the plus point is like this: the Les Paul Gibson at its best. Sure, I can believe that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Largely one of the most convincing aging jobs uh, the reviewers have seen. Uh, Stunning sounds and playability, the fabulous dot neck. ES-335 plays and sounds amazing. Junior has a believable finish, great weight, and big neck. Playability sound is close to the real thing.
1: (laughs) I guess the real thing
0: being a 50s original, right? Yeah. Which is... I don't know. Kind of feels weird that you're buying like a fake 59 in a way. That that might be just me, but to me... Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, it feels a bit weird.
1: It does, doesn't it? And then if you look at the points in the against column, so the yeah. negative points that they've raised, it, it becomes even more
0: interesting. Hmm. Yeah, the first against point so, is that it's um, an almost new looking guitar with big lacquer cracks. Looks spoiled, not enhanced. Like they're talking about the 335, which is like almost new looking, but then there's like cracks in the paint for whatever reason. Yeah. And this one, I don't understand. All the pl- plastic parts on all of these guitars are unaged, which makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, makes no sense to me either.
0: What, what, what? what? junior's board edges too sharp in places
1: okay so i don't know if that means we have sharp fret
0: ends or if the fingerboard I'm itself is like the body rolled edges. in any way yeah yeah i'm guessing i'm guessing it's the body a- edges yeah oh junior's board edges too sharp actually it could be the fretboard i don't think it's like i'm not i don't think it's the fret ends I would assume. In like no, a, I think it's 6, the actual the wood at the edge of the fretboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is something that should not yeah. be happening at this price point of instrument.
0: True. Like it sh- still should be like a comfortable instrument to play, even though mm. it is aged. Weird. Uh, the Les Paul comes at a price. Yeah. 1100 is quite a price. You can get ridiculous, ri- ridiculous uh, custom guitars for that money basically almost anything even from like Ruokangas or something like some super premium builders
1: yeah exactly and they also say the P90 could do with a shim and that effectively means that the pickup itself is not at the right height you know so they would (laughs) be adding in like a a shim to get the pickup to the right to the right height to raise it closer to the strings and again that's an unforgivable thing isn't it for a, an instrument that you're paying this price for of course yeah. it's always kind of it's down to the player you know how you want your tone to sure. be and how close you want the pickup how hot or not you want it to be but if if a magazine is saying this there is clearly a problem
0: yep. yeah the thing is like say, i played
1: yeah ahead. Right. Yeah, then they say the cost of aging elevates the price, as we mentioned. Only one color for the junior. Yeah, whatever. And it's difficult to make the bare wood areas look convincing. So they're also saying, (laughs) again, that the relicking job is not convincing. And, you know, I personally have nothing against relicking, really. But why are we doing
0: it? And why is it not convincing at this price point? Mm. That's the thing. Like, I don't mind relicking either. And I love, like, companies who go completely like do, do like stupid stuff with like uh, Friedman does the thing where they basically have like a flame maple top then they paint over it and then age it so you can see the flame maple top underneath like a solid layer of paint that's mm. fun sure but at this price point like if the aging isn't convincing what are you actually like paying for because that's- like a custom shop r9 for example so like a 59 reissue that isn't like aged i think you can get that for half the price of the, this one like roughly and i've played those guitars they are amazing so uh, interesting i find so what this, you could quite easily guitar- do
1: is buy that guitar and if you want to have it relic you can take it to someone who is known for doing amazing relic jobs and get them to do that and you still save a lot of money that's true there's another thing another aspect to the relicking i just wanted to mention i've been following these guitars on the forums a bit and one of the biggest Mm. threads that i've been reading is titled murphy lab finish falling off question (laughs) mark and it seems like there have been many issues you know out in the real world of people playing or owning these guitars and yeah the finish is just coming off you know, the lacquer is falling off. The paint is even coming off. It looks not good from this thread. You know, I can't independently verify wow. the truth of anything on an internet forum, of course. But maybe we can just leave the uh, the URL of this thread in there so people can have a look if they want to. Because sure. it's quite an interesting read. And it has some very interesting pictures of some of these guitars that just look
0: like they've got problems. <laughs> So to me, this feels, feels, sounds like they're kind of beta testing on actual people who are buying these guitars, which I'm not okay with.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably and true wait. because the, the start of the article, it says that this is uh, the Murphy lab, the aging lab is in its infancy. So they've not been yeah. doing it long and they are kind of learning as they go, which is... That's normally fine, you know, that's how kids turn into adults and all that kind of thing, but for a guitar <laughs> company charging so much money for their first efforts, which probably could have been prototypes in some cases, instead of sold to the public,
0: this is interesting. Yeah. I I have very mixed feelings about these instruments
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really uh, probably weird. they're great guitars, and if you get a good one... They will be amazing, but it seems to be the standard Gibson story in recent years that you might get a good one, you might get a great one, but there's no really, really great ones, and you might get an absolute dog, and then you've got problems.
0: Yep. (sighs) Really, really weird. Yeah, I gotta say, like, instead of this, I would probably get, like, an R9 if I had the money. Actually, like, there's been a point where I was pretty close to buying the R8, so like a 58 reissue, like a gold top yeah. from a local store. I think th- there was like some sort of small dent somewhere, something like that, like it was an in-store instrument, so I think it was dented while it was there. And price was around a bit over 2,000 euros, I think. I think uh, I didn't uh, manage to like get the money. Like... I think I tried selling a bunch of gear but just didn't manage to collect the money and never bought it. But that thing was great. Like
1: Yeah, uh, for two
0: thousand euros, that's yeah. a great
1: price as well. You know what the store Check. should have done? They should have got more bashes on it and then upped the price and said it was a Murphy relic job? Store relic. Yeah. call
0: it a store relic. They could have sold it for I'd ten thousand instead of two. Yes, yeah, smells like energy drinks and <laughs> So I don't, I don't know. Do they drink energy, all of like <laughs> those drinks in a guitar store. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I don't know. This was an interesting read. I feel like the four point five star rating doesn't match what they're actually writing in this article. That was weird. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. they do say
1: that the Les Paul is Gibson at its best, and that the the three three five plays and sounds amazing. Sure. So. In in those respects, you could give it top marks, but I think personally that because of all the other issues that they highlight, you have to you have to take the overall mark down slightly. For me,
0: yeah, true, same for me as well. Because yeah. uh, based on this article, I feel like they're probably great guitars, but doesn't quite justify the price. I'm gonna say. Uh, but that's that's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, I think guitars like this, it's the case of if you have to ask how much they cost, they're going to be too expensive. <laughs> and that's the kind of customer yeah, that they're targeting with these guitars. Yeah. The, the guys who true. love the exclusive. Yep. Pretty the much. wealthy guys who love the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty much. But... Yeah, overall, I thought this was a pretty f- interesting read, so we're obviously going to put the links to this article in the description of the show. And yeah, we're going to wrap up because Rich will have to go places next week. This week? No, not just on Tuesday. We're shooting on Tuesday this week. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Tuesday because I'm already
1: off. <laughs> pretty much on Wednesday. Well, I'm gone by the time you... You, you get to see this video. So I'm somewhere else. Um, will I be back and then ben, week? You have week? So. on your channel. Yes, indeed. Exactly. So, so things are happening. But yeah, for that reason, I said to Vlad, let's make this one a little bit shorter. And if you look at the length of how long we've been doing this, had we listened to the Dream Theater song, it would be over an hour. But as it is, it's comfortably <laughs> under an hour. <laughs> So everything worked out yeah, for the it, best.
0: Yeah, the, the, this show is only like two Dream th- Theater songs long. We should just measure our shows like, <laughs> in Dream Theater song lengths from now on. Like, we're doing like three. It's a, it's a long episode. It's like three songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and for a bumper long episode, it's like an EP. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Trey Xavier's live streams are like a Dream Theater live double album or something. That's true. I had a look this at some of those I, recently, and he
0: does like 10 hours. It's incredible. I mean, he does like have yeah. like two meals during the show and stuff like that, but still, it's pretty incredible.
1: It's going to get to that point yeah. where some people are just kind of 24-7 sort of live streaming their lives. That used to be a thing when the internet first kind of started I remember there were a few channels where there were people living in, like, rooms or apartments with just round-the-clock sort of CCTV cameras just recording them 24-7. And now, with longer yeah. streams, we're getting back up to that kind of thing. It's, uh, it's odd. Oh. I mean, I have no problem with people doing it, but I just can't imagine being in a position where I found watching that entertaining yeah (laughs) Yeah, the whole live things i mean i love trey's live streams i love the information and stuff that you learn from those but from just you know watching someone sleeping i question the (laughs) long-term entertainment i'm going to get from that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have to agree i I love his streams because like they're like just the entertaining and educational edutainment is that that's the word i'm going for i guess so it's a word you just said it it's a word. It is now.
1: I'm, not, I'm probably yeah, not for the any first f-
0: one to use it, though.
1: No, surely not. For anyone who is watching this who doesn't know what or who we're talking about, we did an interview, a live show with Trey Xavier from Gear Gods, where we talked about songwriting and got lots of his expert advice. That's two hours of very useful hints and tips and tricks about how to make your own songs better. So it's down on Vlad's channel somewhere. So go listen to that. Very fun indeed. And if you've I'm got ra- 10 hours to I'm spare, as we all have watch them too yeah links in the description go
0: watch that yes exactly all right time to wrap this thing up and i'm pretty sure we'll be back next week i think that's our plan at least so yeah and that's what we do check out rich's channel he'll be at an event and probably posting something from there i don't know actually what your plans are but we'll find that out as things happen there so yeah, well, well. have fun there. And thank you so much for watching and listening. If you want to support what I do, what I do, what we do, actually, it's us, not me. It's not all about me. Sometimes it, it's about us. Uh, a great way to support this show is to get my songwriting course. Links below in the description, or actually, technically, I shouldn't probably say below in the description because it can be on the side as well. Links in the description for that. There's merch, Dolman store, all kinds of stuff thank you rich for joining me thank you and yeah like share subscribe youtube things uh, podcast things i was about to say we should uh, like we've done this many times i still forget it bye podcast that's bye podcast